Start that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker. Bucker. Five, wait, why should you go back to five? It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. <laughs> No, 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 that, that, no shade, no judgment. Um, 
I've been out, you know, once in a while with some spirits, you know, mm -hmm. to celebrate. But I find that what happens is that when you drink, things kind of like disassemble. <laughs> you know, you're like, at the beginning of the night, it's just all disassemble shyness. Yeah. You know, disassemble anxiety. It's just like, get this dropping. Yeah. Like the opening to get smart, but in reverse. Right. Yeah. And then by the end of the night, you just all, man, disassemble neck. <laughs> you know, you're just like, <laughs> you know, you're just all, disassemble itself. Like I did the elevator last time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
nail him. Yeah. I was just like, damn. That's, that's, cool. that's a great feeling when you come out and you're like, yeah, all right. If, if, yeah. They, if it's not me, that's on them. Yeah. I did my thing. Well, there's well, it's that, but unfortunately in this business, uh, you know, I was at a point where I was just like, you know, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman said in uh, the Actors Studio, um, he said, uh, you know, you're not gonna get every job, so you gotta treat every audition like it's the final performance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way yeah. to approach it. It's that way you feel fulfilled. Yeah. Ah! Thank you. <laughs> you know, and I can, Oh. Yeah, don't, don't just screw pour up. water on the podcast recording. So, um, I've managed to not step on it, so maybe you should just not pour water on it. Yes. <laughs> so you nailed it. You felt great. So I, I did feel pretty damn good. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, but I'm, I, in order for me to get this part, I would have, I thought, I would have had to like do Balls of Fury and then, then do this movie and then, then do this movie over here and this movie over here in order to be even in the same zone. Yeah. Because the it's like, yeah, you want, you want a name for a blockbuster, you want to be able to, to share sure. boxes. Well, you, not you, but like no, some, sure, some dude in an office so, is Right. Yeah. So you want someone who's going to, you know, uh, have, you know, bring in the foreign money. Uh, so basically, I walked away from that audition going, all right, I did my best. And then they went and they, they auditioned everyone in Hollywood. You know? yeah. So I saw all the guys that usually get the parts go to audition. And um, I just got real zen about it. I was just like, I'm just going to forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. And then as soon as, every time I would forget about it, they'd be like, hey, they want to bring you back for callback. You know? So that happened a couple times. It flew me out to, to London. And I, and I did the, uh, the screen test with, yeah. uh, with Allison and Eddie. And again, it went really, really well. Yeah. Were you still in your fingerless gloves? I did. You stole the hat? I had the hat and the fingerless gloves. <laughs> and David Gates was just like, Dad, maybe lose the hat. <laughs> but I stole this hat from a guy in <laughs> So I... So I just kind of like held it off screen, you know, the have my hat. <laughs> um, you know, see. Just so proud of that hat. Do you still have it? Yeah, I still have Yeah, yeah. Brando would do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Learn it. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I mean, I've got some stories. <laughs> you have? Yeah. Yeah, you did tactile. Yeah. That, what's that movie um, on the waterfront? Yeah. He's got the glove in his hand. And, uh, man, it's just. I don't know. It's good to, Look, to whatever, get to, to, to your sense, like whatever you can do your paycheck, right? right? Like it gets you there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. The Brando doing it. Good enough for me. <laughs> this side knows who Brando is. <laughs> the youngins who got here early and then their parents who filed in behind them. <laughs> So the screen test. Oh, so I do the screen, <laughs> the screen test, and um, I felt amazing about it again. And they were like, um, so they were just like, you know what? And, and thank God for I got to do a shout out yeah. to Yvonne uh, Yates. Okay, that is a huge part of why I'm standing here today talking about this video. That's David Yates' wife. Yeah. She would see the dailies coming in, and he would he just trusted her package of her taste and package <laughs> And uh, so she would see the uh, dailies, the um, audition tapes coming in. And even though I looked like a crazy, like, fuzzball, you know, out of, like, Sons of Anarchy or something, you know. Clutching a hat, <laughs> Through all that, she was just like, that's the guy. That's the guy. And, uh, Did you get her a fruit basket? Something? <laughs> I mean, every time I see her, she's always on set. So lovely to see just beautiful energy. That's so and, cool. uh, Yeah, thank God for her. Um, Yvonne Yates, everybody! Yeah! Yes. 
Okay, so I, then, so I so I didn't answer the question. Do you want to know? Well, no, no, no. I, 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 okay. I was wondering about the whole process of like getting getting there, and, and maybe what did Allison and Eddie think of you coming in looking like a knockoff chaplain? Yeah, right. Chaplain. Uh, yeah, I. Um, yeah, I think they, they were cool with it. I mean, you know, they, they were in the process as well, you know? Yeah, doing their own... Everybody was doing their thing. own thing. And uh, I think Allison was like, it's, they all had seen like a million people. Yeah. Who was going to play? They didn't know who was going to play Jacob. They, they didn't know, you know, they fully had their parts. And nothing is, those things are so weird. Yeah. It's like, the, nothing is, it, it is dry. No ink is dry. Whatever you just know in this business, all contracts are negotiable. Right up to the last freaking second. Um, but this has been a lovely experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Fantastic Beasts yeah. amazing. Because we thought we were going to do four movies, and then at something like this, uh, J.K. walks out on stage. The very first uh, PR. Yeah, 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 yeah. J.K. walks out on stage, and they're like, "So how many are there going to be?" And everyone on stage thinks she's going to say four, and she says five. <laughs> and we're looking at it. Just to give you the, the idea of how big this place is. You go into one warehouse, 
you're walking along and you're like, oh, <laughs> just one room, you're like, yeah, uh, that's the forest of Tarzan. And you're just like, in that room? Okay. And you look into the room and it's just, oh, MIB is uh, doing their next thing over here, Justice League is over here, Star Wars over here. And each one of those movies is gigantic. Yeah. And they're all just together. In one building. Uh, yeah. And then... There must be 20, 30 different buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's huge. It's gigantic. And it's in a, a part of the country. Like, that's like, for an actor, that's romantic Hollywood. Yeah. Whoa, this is huge. You know? In that area around the studios, it's just so suburban and quiet. And just to know that all of that's going on, like, yeah. on the other side of some kid's birthday party in the backyard. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy because, so they're building New York in the 20s. Yeah. And you can walk down the streets, and the, the detail is so intense, man. Mina Lima, man, and she was like, unbelievable. Uh, if, if you get a chance to go to London, go to the shop that's right around the first Star Theater. It's like five stories of music, like an original stuff. It's gorgeous. All the artwork, all the yeah, posters and stuff from the, from the movies. And, um, yeah, it's a great store. So, you... The, the detail I need to give you the description, you know, you're shooting a scene, you're on a, you're on a, you see the background, you know, you see all the players walking on the extras, and the, it's, it's not a front of a shop. You walk into that shop, it's, it's a shop, man. It's you take the books off, you go into a, you take the book off the shelf, you're in the middle of a scene. You know that, that scene where um, it, um, <laughs> I'm reading the, the book, on the, the bed, and Tina comes in and gives us the cocoa. Like I was pulled, like I pulled it off the shelf, and it, from start to finish, they don't have to do that. It's a real book. <laughs> you don't have to do that. They can just do one page over and over and over and over. But it's like you pick that off the shelf. Allison was talking about this. It, it, it immerse you in it. You, you when you get that sense that oh my God, this is. They're just doing everything they possibly can to keep keep you in character and help you be in character. Um, whether you even read that, like yeah. shelves of books, just all. And it's, it's it, now, is it stuff that they found and like distressed down and made it look like le legit, or is it like a magical novella that they've created just for this film <laughs> yes. that no one's ever going to read? But maybe there's some canon. I think that definitely there's a little of both. Um, That's right. With. Uh, you know, the whole vintage 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're finding old stuff and then making it their own. That's amazing. Yeah. So what was, so wait, just a point of clarification, all of those New York exteriors were on the soundstage? They were, uh, no, outside. Outside, so. But still, so, but not like, you didn't, y'all didn't fly to New York and close down New York. No, 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 oh right, right, they built it all. Yeah, it's yeah. all built. Yeah. That's insane. Usually the soundstage, you're like inside and then close thing. This is, they built New York side, New York outside. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Well done to that. Yeah. Cobbles, I mean, what's the, what's the yell action and you see everyone walking around, a horse drawn carriages in the scene. Yeah. Rising out of the gutters, you're just like. But it's all practical. Yeah. Yeah, I am here. I have been I come back in time. So what was your favorite moment in, in, in that for the first film? Like where, where you were like, okay, this is my job and this is really rad. Yeah, so it was, well, I guess around the, one of the first days I was on set, I saw the bakery. So I go and I see the bakery and, I, and I, it was like an antibody experience because um, my great-grandfather was a baker um, in New York on the Lower East Side. And I'm sitting there, and, and it was, you know, Fulker's famous pumpernickel. You know, that's what it was. Yeah. And then, uh, and I'm like, whoa, we, when did you get to do that? I uh, basically got to jump back in time and be in a, a relative's body. Yeah. You know, like, that's what it feels like playing Jacob. That it feels so close to me that I, um, I think they saw that, you know, when I was auditioning, they were like, oh, it's, this guy's There's something deeper here. Genuine New York. Hooked. Grab it. Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. What's the big, what do you think the biggest challenge of that first film was for you? Uh, yeah. It was stressful. 
Yeah. This last film was so relaxed um, because the first movie, you just want to do so, you just want to do well. And I just had a lot, I had a lot of pressure. I put a lot yeah. of pressure on myself. I was like, this is your shot, kid. You you have to you have to create a character here that um, they accept into this universe. Yeah, and it fits. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of pressure. You know, and, and that first movie in general, it's like whenever you make a first movie, you're like, this is going to be a franchise. Everyone's going to that first movie going, okay, show me the franchise. <laughs> I'll tell you whether it's going to be. it's true. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There have been some recent uh, predicted blockbuster hits that, oh, where'd that series go? And it's, it's, it's alchemy. I mean, that's the magic, man. You can have the best director back. All right, I, the actors, holy crap. But, but unless you have that chemistry and the editor does his job and, yeah. and the, as the special effects uh, are smooth, yeah. unless you get all of that right, today's day and age, I mean, that can sink you. One of those things is on. Because it's one of those things where, like, even if you go in and kill it, a bad editor can just... Yes. But a really good editor can even break yeah, stuff out that you didn't realize you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think Donald Sutherland, Sutherland won an Academy Award. And he thanked his editor? He thanks the editor. He was like, I was an absolute prick on set. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This award belongs to the editor. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I applaud his honesty. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, talking about Jacob, talking about um, the relationship, the character development there, Jacob and Queenie kind of like embody a trope that we've seen all the way back to like the honeymooners, right? But with with Jacob and Queenie, I feel like it's turned on its head. There's a lot more, um, you know, it's a lot less of the bumbling dude and the pretty woman kind of putting up with him. There's a mutual respect. There's a development there. What was it like working on that, working with Allison on that relationship? Yeah, it's like, um, I, yeah, there's a lot of iconic relationships that she's written um, that I that you, that you can't help but kind of put a filter of it on there, you know, when you're finding a character. So, like with Eddie, I was like, okay, I'm the, I'm the Watson to his Sherlock. Sure. Right? And then with with, um, with Queenie, I was, it reminded me a lot of, uh, yeah, you have like guys and dolls, like right. Nathan and Adelaide, and you have all these class, exactly like Um And, uh, where she, where you look at them and you're like, what the hell is she doing with him? Yeah. I mean, that's half of Kevin James' body of work when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, no shame. Yeah, I think that uh, because she's so, she's like an angel. Yeah. You know? um, she literally floats. I saw her walking around the convention yesterday. I was like, are her feet touching the ground? <laughs> no. No, probably not. And that's not a service we provide. She did that on her own. It's like we play air hockey. It's just like she moves like a puck, uh, just a lot slower and more ethereal. She's uh, like the library ghost in Ghostbusters before she freaks out. She's just kind of like floating gently and peacefully. Oh yeah. So anyway, I'm really. <laughs> I drove that train off a cliff. By all means, continue. I would. I would. The hell we're talking about. Talk about relationship with uh, Allison. Relationship uh, with Allison yeah. for Jacob and Queenie. Yeah, that was like, we, we you know, people think about JK, it's just like, she's like, the modern Shakespeare. So you're just like, okay, I'm in good hands here. Uh, she's written some delightful, iconic. Heroes Journey style characters here. Um, and it was just from day one, from the screen test, I was like, ah, good chemistry with this lady, you know, with Allison and Eddie. And, and <coughs> so the chemistry, uh, the chemistry was undeniable. And then it was just an intellectual thing where it was just like, why do we like each other? And I'm like, okay, it's. 
pretty easy. You can be, you know. <laughs> you look at her and I was like, for Jacob, it's love at first sight, basically. I mean, it's solidified once he tastes the strudel. Sure. He's like, I'm gonna marry this lady. Because he's gotta quit sweating. It's such a big part of his life and that she can just do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Uh, it's, um, the one that I'm sorry, I was smashed. No, it's fine. I, I was uh, uh, ready for it. You're like, ready. Ready back. <laughs> It's like uh, bo uh, Bottom and Titania. Yes. Okay, from yes. Summer Night's Dream. It, like, it's so similar to that, where he's just a regular dude and he gets to hang out with the goddess, essentially. Yeah. But uh, she's in love with him. She's, even though you look I never him. thought of that comparison, but you're absolutely, I mean, obviously you are absolutely right about this, but like that fits, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, that's why it's classic. Yeah. Classic mythological hero's journey style character. So, once you get that, you're like, oh, that's right, I've been a dream. And she lives a dream. You know, yeah. she's living in this reality where she's hearing everybody's dreams all the time. And uh, she, I see her, and I'm like, oh my God, she's like an angel. And then she sees me, and on the inside, he's, she's like, holy shit, he's like an angel. Mm. Uh, and there's these two like, very just sweet, wonderful energies being drawn together. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the in the Harry Potter novels we get, you know, limited omniscience, we're getting everything filtered through Harry's point of view essentially. But both with Curse Child and with these Fantastic Beast films, you're getting dialogue. How much how much is she filling in the gaps between that dialogue to inform the choices that you're gonna make? If at all. Uh yeah, you mean because there was no, there were no, no... Well, like, when you look at a film script, it's predominantly, like, dialogue and, like, this is what's happening with the camera and the placement, yeah? Yeah. So how much of that story, that narrative that we got told by the narrator in Harry Potter, was she filling into that script to help you guys out, if at all? No, it's... it's no, it's, um... The, the foundation. Yeah. You know, uh... She's setting up this world. She's setting up the uh, the playground, and she's sprinkling in little uh, breadcrumbs. Well, that, that I think we're used to that. Yeah. Yeah. But that leads to the old films. Yeah. Right. Um, we're hungry for it, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have that as a guy, and then it's actually really freeing because you don't have the novels and they're kind of finding the characters with you. Yeah. Um, so, like, <laughs> like, like, perfect example. One of my favorite lines is, uh, and, and so this is a marriage of me improvising with her incredible universe. Yeah. So, so uh, the guy there, he goes, look, that's your house out before. And I go, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Kidding me? I love, love house. That's, uh, that's where the line ends. And then when I said, my uncle's a house house. Yeah. That was that. That was completely you. Totally. Yes. So, to be able to take what she set up and then put your own little accent on it, that's the alchemy. Yeah. You're making this delicious little. <clears throat> A pro always brings it full circle, you guys. Um, and whoever asks the best question gets to drink whatever's in there. <laughs> we're not insured for that, Dan. Um, I am. We're gonna, we're gonna do the Before the experience is enjoyed, Lord. We're gonna get, get, get to audience questions, but I did wanna like, I don't wanna touch on, when you go into the case for the first time, and you're in all of this wonder and, and stuff, yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're, the questions are here, hold on, but as you can see, the, hold on guys, the line for questions is actually right in front of our camera, so if you're comfortably able, if you don't mind sitting or squatting, if you're comfortably able, and we do have to keep some aisle ways clear. I mean, you're looking at green screen, right? Oh, physically in 
is fixed. How much of that is practical and how much of that is you making us believe that's real? Because I feel like as, as kind of the audience surrogate, like when I was watching Fantastic Beasts, I, I, my suspension of disbelief did not break. You held that for me along with the SFX, but like I believed that that shit was real. So like what was that like filming those scenes with the imaginary creatures chasing you through Central Park, going into the case, seeing the Thunderbird fly up, the obscurial in the bubble, like what's what's going on in your head as you're piecing all of that together and putting it on the film? Yeah, I mean it's um I I, uh, I come from theater. Um extension of like when you know when you were kids and yep. you're just like Like five puppeteers, like working the thing. 
out. But Lion King. Yeah. It was Lion King on stage. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and so all of these different um, uh, sections of uh, all these different talented people come together and they, they really try to help you help you, the actor, believe that these things are there. And then, of course, there are moments where they remove everything and you're just like, they're like, yep, look at the green X. Yep. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta figure it out. Like, there's nothing chasing me, well, but I the mean, camera and, uh, you know, the erupting. So. In case it hasn't been said, you did a great job. Thanks, man. Bringing a new kid to life under the umbrella of such an epic film franchise, it was such a passionate existence in uh, It's awesome. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's incredibly freeing to not have the novels and just to come into the universe to play, you know. Um, and then to be able to play a character that's so close to me, like a relative, you know? It's just such a, a beautiful thing. And then, um, being part of this, this is such a classy, awesome franchise. Oh, uh, God. Um, it's just an honor to, to be able to, to, you know, be a part of it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What's up? My name is Kurt from Gryffindor. What's up, man? If you could have one of the fantastic creatures as a pet, yeah. what would be one? Uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> how about like, uh, I'll say, uh, the bow travel? Yeah. A little ticket for your pocket? Yeah, a little ticket for your pocket. And you could have a couple of them on you, you know? And then, um, yeah, I feel like they would also help you eat right as well. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like if you have like a weird like eyebrow hair or something sticking out, they're just all. <laughs> I feel like for me to be a demi guys because I always need somebody making sure I'm not gonna fall and hurt myself. Right. Yeah. He's like, mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Who's next? Hey. Hi. What is your favorite scene? <laughs> it's awesome. Nice bracelet. Awesome. Nice bracelet. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite scene? Okay, hold on. This is R rated. Oh. Where's mom? Where's mom? Mom, where you Thank you, mom. Hey, Debbie. He asked what your favorite scene was. <laughs> okay, I really like, um, you know what, I, uh, just off the top of my head, I love that going into the, going into the, the, um, the suitcase, okay, just, just like, the whole sequence, man, like, leading up to it, it's like, reminds me of silent film, because there's not a lot of words leading up to it. Eddie goes down. I'm like, what the? And he's just like, you know. So I love. It's such a great homage to the, the the time period. And then that that bit of trying to squeeze into the suitcase. Is that practical? Yeah, that was. Well, obviously that was mostly practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see the eye out my legs. Yeah. But um, there was like a groove in the floor. Where it looked like I was actually going into the case. And just to be able to perform that stunt, I was like, ah, so cool. So cool. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your question. Okay. Next up, we got a Ravenclaw. Uh, hi there, Adrian Ravenclaw. Uh, Is that your full name? <laughs> Adrian Douglas Ravenclaw. Mr. Ravenclaw is his father. So, uh, you won a Tony for your performance as uh, William Mark Bay in the 25th Annual Cotton. I did! 
I know you're about to get And uh, my question is, if you could go back to Broadway for any one role, what would it be and why? Uh, my voice isn't that high. 
4DX today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 4DX is an immersive full sensory theater experience equipped with wind, fog, rain, scents, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Yeah! Feel the wind rip through a train heist. Yeah! 
and every twist and turn on the high-speed chase. Yeah. 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon. 40X USA on Facebook. <laughs> Are you an artist trying to sell your work or a musician without a merch store? Artist Shops by Threadless makes selling your designs easy. Add your art to hundreds of clothing, accessory, and home decor items in minutes. It's fully customizable, so you can make your shop totally unique. I'm selling t-shirts and mugs and posters and stuff. It's cool. It's got 40X logo on it, and, and it says the 40X experience on it and I look cool sign up is a hundred percent free there are zero minimums zero monthly fees and you set your own prices but the best part threadless handles shipping and customer service giving you more time to do what you love like making art or watching 4d movies <laughs> with over a hundred thousand shop owners and four million users join the party head to artistshops.com slash danfogler one word to sign up and you too will be part of the dark side of the force <laughs> oh. <coughs> hand me my inhaler <laughs> <laughs>